Well, good morning, Beza Church. And happy Sunday to you. Uh, we trust all of you are in good health and uh, good spirits. We do miss your faces. But we, we, we're glad we're able to still continue to minister in this format. And also for, for all of you from different parts of the world, uh, this, we just do count it a privilege to be able to minister to you also. So thank you for inviting us into your homes or wherever you're watching this. Well, um, first of all, uh, as you can see right now, we are uh, uh, shooting, we're filming in the middle of our construction site here. And that is intentional because I, we, we get this sense that something is under construction in our lives and uh, is really in a place of transition. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But uh, we're still here in, this, in the belly of this fish. Uh, but the testimony is that though we are still here in it, uh, by the riches of His grace, His faithfulness and love, we're still here. Uh, I, like most of you, are trying to, we're trying to make the most of this moment. And 75% uh, of the time we're good. <laughs> but there are moments. And, and, and I'm sure in the back of our minds we're asking ourselves that uh, when, when and what is the end game of this all? What comes after this? Especially right now, different locations seem to be on different sides of this pandemic. And, uh, and, or they may, they, they may not be and they think they are. <laughs> But everybody's trying to figure it out. But regardless, some parts of the world, they're trying to begin the process of opening and recovering. While others of us are seem to be more on the front end of it, like uh, especially in this part of the world. But a catchphrase that's being thrown a lot, uh, being thrown around a lot around the season is the quote unquote new normal. Uh, but interestingly, as much as we are talking about uh, a new normal, the world seems to be exerting all of its energy and resources trying to go back to normal. 
ብዙ አገራቶች ግን ያላቸውን ሀብት እና ኤነርጂያቸውን ሁሉ ወደ ድሮ ኖርማል ለመመለስ እየሞከሩ ያለ ይመስላል now i'm aware that this this uh, quote unquote new normal is primarily primarily used to describe the possibility that forms of social distancing maybe a new culture of life and business አሁን አዲሱ ኖርማል ሲባል ብዙዎች በነግድና በተለያየ ፖለቲካ ላይ ያሉ ሰዎች ወደሚቀ በሚቀጥለው ጊዜ በማህበራዊ ርቀት ቱን በጠበቀ ሁኔታ ንግድንና ስራን ስለመጀመር የሚያወሩትን ይመስላል but i really feel that this phrase the new normal uh, is going to mean much more uh, to us than we realize right now ነገር ግን አዲሱ ኖርማል የምትለዋ አባባል ከምናስበው በላይ በጣም አስፈላጊ ትሆናለች ብዬ አምናለሁ or the very least it really should ቢያንስ ቢያንስ ግን በጣም ትልቅ ነገር ሆኖ ልናዩ ይገባል ለላለው Uh, I want to read a passage uh, it's the book of revelations chapter number 4 in verse number 1 ከመጻፈ ራእይ ምራፍ 4 ቁጥር 1 ላይ አንድን ቃል ላንብላችሁ ፈልጋለሁ After this I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said come up here and I will show you what must take place after this መጻፈራይ ይምራፍ 4 ቁጥር 1 ከዚህም በኋላ እነሆ በሰማይ የተከፈተ በር አየው ቀደም ሲል እንደ መለከት ሲናገረኝ የሰማውት ድምጽ ወደዚህና ከዚህም በኋላ ሊሆን የሚገባውን ነገር አሳየሃለሁ አለ now we're not talking about the end of days here ስለ ዓለም መጨረሻ ያወራን አይደለም but my wife actually gave me this passage several weeks ago uh, as we were uh, engaging in some time of prayer ከጥቂት ሳምንታት በፊት በጸሎት በግል ጸሎታችን ጊዜ የመጣ ቃል ነው but as i was but i was uh, just praying about this again two weeks ago and just the last two words of that verse really rose up in my spirit ባለፉት ለሳምንታት ጸልይ ግን እነዚህ የመጨረሻዎቹ ሁለት ቃላቶች የበለጠ ጎልተው ታዩኝ after this ከዚህም በኋላ every so often comes a this ከተለያየ ጊዜ በኋላ ከዚህ በኋላ የሚባል ጊዜ ይመጣል it's an event so dramatic that it disrupts or upends everything that came before it የሚሆነው ነገር በጣም ትልቅ ነገር ከመሆኑ የተነሳ ከዚህ በፊት የነበረው ነገር ያቋረጠዋል ተመልሶ እንደዛ አይሆንም and it rewrites everything that comes after it ከዛ በኋላ የሚሆነውን ነገር እንደ አዲስ አድርጎ ይጽፋዋል in fact i i find the wording uh, of the passage really powerful በዚ ክፍል ላይ የተጻፈው አንጻጻፉ በጣም ድንቅ ነው ላለው god said let me show you what must come after this ከዚ በኋላ ሊሆን የሚገባውን ነገር አሳየሃለሁ አለክዚያብየር in other words it's an event that almost forces and compels change ምን ማለት ነው የሆነው ነገር ለውጥን የሚያስገድድ የለውጥ መምጣት የሚያስገድድ ሁኔታ ሆነ ማለት ነው when it says after this this is an agent of change ከዚ በኋላ ሲል ከዚ አሁን የሆነ ያለው ነገር ለውጥን የሚያስገድድና የሚያመጣ ነገር ይሆናል and i'll come back to that in a moment But I think it's first worth noting that there is something coming after this. አንድ ነገር ግን አተኩረን እንድናይፈልጋለሁ። ከዚህ በኋላ የሚመጣ ነገር አለ። 
that the the this this event it is temporary. Uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians uh, 4:17 he says that these light and momentary trials are achieving for us a far exceeding weight of glory that will outsurpass them all. Why does Paul feel it necessary to remind us that the trials are temporary? The reason is because we all know that when you are walking through trials, it feels like they will never end. But despite what it may feel like, I want to assure you that this is momentary. That the night may feel long, but it's only a matter of time before the night must give way to the morning. And I say this because sometimes the sometimes time and I say this because sometimes the sometimes time can get to you. And the, the weight can begin to wear your heart thin. And, and it skews and distorts your perspective until you will begin to believe that the circumstances that you're in right now, you will never change. But I want to testify to you that this is momentary. And there is something coming after this. Now some of you I'm sure are thinking, well pastor, it's what's coming after this that I'm really worried about. What's going to happen to my business? What's going to happen to my job? What's going to happen with this kid's schooling? Uh, for us pastors, it could be what's going to happen with the church. And maybe that is what our attachment with the normal or the familiar comes from. Why we want to rush back to the, nor to the normal. It's fear. The fear of uncertainty. The fear of the unknown of tomorrow. It's not that the normal we had before was all that great, but the fear of the unknown causes us to reach back for the safety of the familiar. Uh, Think about the children of Israel. While they were walking through the wilderness of the unknown, they began to long for the melons, the leeks, and the onions of Egypt. Uh, 
Yes, you heard me right. Melons, leeks, and onions. I'm assuming you just had to be there to understand. <laughs> but what is remarkable is that no matter how dysfunctional and even abusive their lives in Egypt were, in the face of the uncertainty that was before them, they began to crave and reach back for the familiar. But God in His grace made the familiar difficult, if not impossible, to return to. Remember, God opened the Red Sea, which allowed them to escape Egypt. But God didn't leave it open. He closed it behind them. In other words, God was saying, I'm determined to close the door on the normal you have known. In order that I might bring you to not just a new normal, but a better normal. But let's be honest, sometimes it's not even that the familiar uh, was all that terrible either. But think about a babe in its mother's womb. The womb supports and nurtures the babe up to a point. But there comes a moment when the womb can no longer adequately support the growth of the babe. And the same womb that nurtured growth now becomes a hindrance to it. But even though, even though that being the case, sometimes the babe uh, doesn't want to leave the familiarity of the womb. And at the appointed time, at some point, the doctor will have to introduce some form of catalyst to induce birth. And the catalyst will disrupt the environment of the womb. The, the womb begins to contract in order to push the babe out of the familiar it had grown accustomed to. And I believe that this virus in some ways is a catalyst to force or to induce birth. And so now the world is in labor. 
And as many of you know, labor can be a painful process. Because no matter how much the babe cries and struggles to stay in the familiar, the womb won't allow it to remain there. Neither will, allow, neither will it allow it to go back to the familiar. It keeps pushing it out. And what I'm trying to say is that we may cry and struggle for the security of the familiar. I don't believe this thing is going to allow us to go back to normal. We, we may cry, but it's going to keep pushing us out. But you know what is interesting is that after birth, while the babe is crying from the top of its lungs, while the babe is crying, the parents are rejoicing. Because the parents know something the babe doesn't know. The parents know the world of possibility and opportunity the babe has just been born into. They know the hope in front of it. They know the promise in front of it. And I say that, could, could it be that while we are crying, the Father is rejoicing because He knows what He's pushing us out into? See, it is in the nature of man to resist change. As much as we talk about we want change, we resist the thing we say we want. Think about the promise Jesus left to the disciples in Acts 1.8. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But little do they realize the form the latter part of that promise would take. Because the event that took them to the most other parts of the world began with the stoning of Stephen. And the ensuing persecution of the church that followed. So intense was a persecution that it forced and pushed the believers out of Jerusalem. And scattered them over all the known world. 
and everywhere they went every place they were scattered they preached Jesus and the, the faith began to spread imagine the persecution that was designed to crush the church only served to multiply it and that's somebody's word right there what you think is going to break you is only going to serve to break you out of the box and unleash the potential that's in you but you can only imagine the, the fear, the confusion, the uncertainty of the moment the believers were experiencing. Acts 8 says they were scattered. And that's an apt description of what a lot of us may be feeling right now. We feel scattered. Pulled in so many different directions. Worried about the virus, worried about the business, worried about the economy, worried about schooling. But God knew the church was not going to leave the box of Jerusalem easily or voluntarily. Somehow God knew that in order to unlock the next chapter of the church, it was going to take something dramatic. It was going to take a change catalyst. The church didn't just go into the most other parts of the world. They were pushed out into it. And I feel so strongly that God's spirit is testifying to my spirit that, that, that as unsettling as all of this may seem, this momentary confusion is pushing us into the next chapter. It is after this. All, all of this is a catalyst for what comes after. It was a time of drought and famine. And in 1 Kings 17, God commands Elijah to go hide beside the Kirith ravine. And God said there, I will provide a brook of water. And, and he said, I have commanded the ravens to supply you with food. And every morning and evening, the ravens would bring Elijah meat and bread. Now the side note in that is that it's amazing to me that no matter how distressful the conditions and the surroundings uh, of your situation may be. 
ማስተዋል ያለብን ነገር ምንድነው በዙሪያችን ያለው ሁኔታ ምን ያህል የሚያስጨንቅ ቢሆን God can provide a space of refreshment right in the middle of it በዚያው ውስጥ እግዚአብሔር ሚያረሰርስን ነገር ሊያዘጋጅልን ይችላል David said he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies David ሲናገር በጠላቶቼ ፊት ለፊት ገበታን አዘጋጀልኝ that right here in the middle of all sometimes all of this chaos around us God can provide a space for you to refresh your heart refresh your soul በዚህው በሚጭንቅ በሚመስል ጊዜ ውስጥ ነፍሳችንን ሊያረሰርስ የሚችል ነገር እግዚአብሔር ያዘጋጃል So every day Elijah drank from the ravine. በየቀኑ ኤልያስ ከዚያ ምንጭ ጠጣ. And every day morning and evening the ravens would bring him uh, meat and bread. በየቀኑ ጧትና ማታ ቆራውም ደግሞ ዳቦና ስጋ አመጣለት. I've always seen the meat part but it amazes me that every day morning and evening they found bread somewhere. That's another that's a interesting subject but it became a daily predictable pattern for Elijah. And Elijah lived and was sustained in this pattern. But one day the pattern was disrupted. አንድቀን የሄድግግሙሽ ቆመ the brook dried up ምንጩ ደረቀ the raven stopped coming ያሃም ቁራ መምጣቱን አቆመ and the bible says immediately the word of the lord came to him saying and this is in 1 kings 17:9 he says go at once to zarephath to the region of sidon and stay there i have directed a widow widow there to supply you with food ከዛ እንደዚህ ይላል በዚያን ጊዜ ወደ ዘራፍታ ሄደ እዛ አዘጋጅቼልሃለሁ አንዲት መበለት ታዘጋጅልሃለች አለው and what caught my attention is the connection between the disruption and the word of the lord coming to him የገረመኝ ነገር ምንድነው እግዚአብሔር ያመጣው ነገሮችን ያቋር ካቋረጠ በኋላ የመጣለት መመሪያ because immediately the word of the lord came to him when the brook dried up and see i believe that god has to disrupt the familiar pattern in order to for us to have a willing ear in fact part of me wonders is it that the word of the lord came to him at that exact moment or was it that he heard the word of the lord in that moment and and gize sasabaw lek minchu kaleqa kaqome bohala no egziaber yetenagere wes minchu sikomno elias egziaberun yesamaw because the word that came to elijah was a word of change wedesu yemetaw qal yelewt qal neber a change of place ye buneta lewt a change of provision ye zigijit lewt a change of method But in other words God was saying I'm done with this pattern. እግዚአብሔር ምን ማለቱ ነው? ይሄንን እስከዛሬ ድረስ የማደርገው የነበረው ድግግሙሽ አሁን በቃኝ። I used that pattern at one point but I'm done with it now. አንድ ጊዜ ተጠቅመውበት ነበር አሁን ግን በቃኝ። And I allowed it to dry up. አሁን እንዲደርቅ አደርጋለሁ. I allowed I allowed the the brook or the stream or the familiar to dry up. In order to open your ears and open your eyes and 
open your heart and mind to the new thing I want to take you to. When the familiar stream dries up in our life, it's a sign that you need to open your ears and open your heart again. Because God is about to introduce the next chapter. Come up here. And I will show you what must take place after this. And I truly believe that there is a new chapter that's unfolding. And we need to begin to listen again. We need to begin to open up our hearts and minds again. We need don't, don't just sit in distress and worry and fear. The command is to come up here. Come up from your fears and your worries. Come up from CNN. Come up from that pattern. Stop reaching back for the familiar. And stop opening your ears and your heart to what's ahead. This is the time to invest in his presence. And come up here. And as you come up, I will show you what must take place after this. So, this is what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks. But I trust you were blessed by the word. So that's the word of the Lord for today. You know, I've been remarking to so many people that uh, I don't know how you, how people really make it uh, without a relationship with Christ in this season. Because I tell you the only way the only way that I can sleep peacefully at night is knowing that my life is in his hands. That in the midst of so much instability. What gives our heart stability is our relationship in our hope in Christ. And I feel it's important that I give you that opportunity to come into a relationship with Christ. Maybe you have a relationship with church, but you don't have a relationship with Christ. But I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you're, the, if you're uh, watching this and you're saying, you know what, I need to come into a relationship with Christ. Or may, maybe your relationship is not where it should be and you walked away from it. 
ምናልባት አንዳንዶች ደግሞ ከጌታ ጋር ያላችሁ ወዳጅነት እንደ ቀድሞ ያልሆነ ከዛ ریلیሽንሺፕ ይርቃችሁ ይሄዳችሁ ሰዎች ጌታዬ for washing away my sins and making me righteous by your very precious blood i thank you now in jesus name amen